is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. We are here to help you win your league and have bragging rights on your friends. Let's go! Now, here's Adam, Dave, and Jamie. All right, welcome to Monday's show, April 30th. We are reacting to the NFL Draft. Biggest veteran winners and losers and our top three rookies at each position. My top three, Dave Richard. Jamie Eisenberg, and, well, there's no Heath today, but Heath Cummings is in the top three. Hello, guys. How are you? How was the draft for you guys? Fun? It was great. Great. I'm so glad it's over. That was such <laughs> a busy, 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 busy weekend. I couldn't talk yesterday. My throat was killing me. What did you talk about the most? What was the big story, the big fantasy buzz from the over the weekend? Fan- well, I, I, I was talking more than just fantasy, but um, the big – Fantasy buzz? Yeah, after round one. After round one was Darius Geis falling, was the receivers and where they landed, mm-hmm. was uh, we had an interesting debate on some heir apparents to certain players, and I can't wait for our fantasy draft tomorrow for our magazine. Oh, yeah, we're having that, but we can't yeah. talk about it, right? We can't talk about it, no, <laughs> but we're having it. All right, so who's the second rookie running back off the board? I just tell you, I will tell you this though. I'm in the middle of another draft for another magazine, and Saquon Barkley went sixth overall. Sixth. Well, okay. So look, we talked about it on your Friday favorite evening. format of all time. Half PPR. No full. Oh no. No, it was half. Yes. Yeah, it's gotta be half. <laughs> well, we talked about it on Friday that we were really hoping that the Giants would just do the obvious thing and take Will Hernandez second over or second overall in the second round, and they did. So that certainly helps, but sixth overall is a little a little high, isn't it, for Barkley? Yes. Yeah, yep. a little high. Uh, all right. So, who's the second running back off the board in fantasy drafts? If it's my board, it's Ronald Jones in rookie drafts. No, no, in seasonal. I guess it doesn't seasonal? really matter. It matters. Who's second. I'm sorry. Who's the second rookie it, back? Who's the second rookie back? But not in rookie only drafts, but in a fantasy oh, draft. Yeah. Who's the second? Uh, yeah, rookie? Darius guys. Darius guys for you yeah. and Ronald Jones for it. You want to, you guys want to duke it out? Ronald Jones, Tampa Bay, Darius guys to the Redskins, both in round two. Uh, I think the competition's easier for Jones. I think that defense has gotten better, so it could provide more opportunities. He's already naturally a pass catching running back, and I think this is an offense where he can really shine. The offensive line got better. I think I think Ronald Jones. It's really close between the two of them. I'll be honest, but to me, the difference was there are two differences. One. Why did Darius Guy slip? No one knows. But I'm curious as to why, because I thought he was a potentially a first round running back. And number two, Chris Thompson will be around. He's coming back from the ACL. He's a good passing downs back. Washington kind of shapes up as a team that I think will be playing from behind a lot this year. And I think that'll hurt Geis. Uh I agree with Dave. It's very close. I think that Darius Geis is a superior talent. I think he's a better suited better he's better suited to run between the tackles. Than Ronald Jones is, and I think in terms of the offensive line, as long as Trent Williams and Morgan Moses are healthy, which was a huge problem for them last year, that's a better offensive line in Washington than it is in Tampa Bay. So I like what uh, where Darius Guy slipped, and I think it's very similar to what happened to Dalvin Cook last year, where he slipped for reasons that probably didn't that he didn't deserve to slip for. So all the reports you're hearing about Darius Guy and why he slipped, it just seems to be that he had maybe some poor interviews. With teams, uh, you, you've seen some the word maturity. Yeah, um, I, I don't think that really has anything to do with talent. Everybody said off the field he's a good kid. Um, you know, nothing in terms of uh, 
you know, drugs or anything like that. So, um, I think the, the Redskins got one of, if not the biggest steals in the draft. They were, there was, uh, a couple mock drafts that had him going to them in the first round. Right. And so for them to get him in the second round, it's very similar to me to Dalvin Cook. So I, I think Darius Guys has a chance to be a star. Yeah, I was, that was just one thing I was going to say, actually. You look at guys who overperform their draft value, their NFL draft value, a lot of times it's it's an injury concern or a character concern, and Dalvin Cook was one of them. Joe Mixon might end up being one of them. Keenan Allen was an injury concern. He's overperformed. Jay Ajayi Tyree, Tyree was— Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, absolutely. Jay Ajayi was an injury concern. Um, you know, and Brown, so, Browns might have got one of those guys, too, with Antonio Callaway. Right, so that's that's actually really something to keep in mind, and maybe it's a little bit different long term versus just redraft leagues. Uh, you know, you got like for example, a guy like Sony Michelle, he's had a bunch of knee injuries. Maybe I, I wouldn't say he fell. <laughs> actually, he went in the first round. He went a little higher than anybody. Thought. Yeah, he just went to a bad spot. I mean, that's the only problem with his his fantasy value is he's got so many people he's got to outperform. Yeah, but I think he can do it though. Like, if you want to talk sure, about no, he talent, can, I mean, he, he can, but he's, you know, when you start comparing him to these other guys that have just better opportunities, it's just hard to say that he's in a better spot than them. Like, Royce Freeman's in a much better spot than Sony Michelle is. Ronald Jones is in a much better spot than him. Carry on Johnson, much better spot than him. Mm-hmm. Um, one more that's escaping me. Oh, Rashad Penny, much better spot than him. You know, so just in terms of these guys getting more work, they're going to get more work than Sony Michelle. All right. Hey, we're going to come back to the rookies in a second. Our email address is fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Let me talk about the draft podcast league draft contest, okay? So what we wanted you to do was send in your draft entries, and we had a record number this year, which was great because I really waited way too long to talk about the contest. But we had something like 650 entries, and we asked you to tell us who the top 10 picks would be in order. And then I asked you, if you got five or more right, please resend the email to fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Reply to the original email or forward it or whatever. I will know if you've, you know, cheated or altered it or anything. I'll double check. Um, and, and, and show me you got five or more right. So far I've had a few with five. I haven't had a six yet. So can, if I, you, can I put, can I put a caveat in there? Uh, hold on. If, if, if you have more than Contest six, you're is over. No, no, no. I'm going to give up my spot if somebody got this right. Got what right? I, I, I will, I will abstain from playing the league if somebody got this right. Did anybody get Denzel Ward at four? I don't know yet. I don't know, but I've, if they did, if they did, they could have my spot. Why? You you just want to be out of the league? No, I don't. But I think that's pretty cool if somebody picked that because nobody yeah. saw that coming. Why don't you let them share the team with you? No. I'll the funny be. thing is, a lot of people got the top three right, and then after that, I mean, it, it was really hard after that because Chubb was supposed to go four. It just you know, the top three were by the by the time the draft rolled around, the people with the later entries, the top three picks. A lot of people got those right. Did you get five or more? Please resend the email, fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Uh, okay. Veteran winners and losers. Forgetting about the rookies for now. Let's, we'll come back to them, and we'll talk more about them on Thursday and going forward. Uh, Jamie, why don't you give me a few NFL veterans who won, who whose value increased since the NFL draft? Uh, well, like my rabbi likes to say, you're a juju. Um, so Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, with a big boost without Martavis Bryant there. Um, but what about, uh, Washington in round two? James Washington. Yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster is a big winner, uh, okay. without Martavis Bryant there. Look, James Washington's a good player and he'll fill that Martavis Bryant role, but I don't think they're the same type of guy. And I don't think they'll see, he'll see the same amount of targets. So, um, I think Juju gets, uh, any concerns. I had concerns about Juju. Um, uh, and there's a report 
out of Pittsburgh that Vance McDonald could be a big part of this offense, which is part of the reason I was a little bit concerned after what we saw in that playoff game because they have been looking for a playmaking tight end, and I think he is that guy. Um, so I think Juju's uh, value is is uh, is in a good spot. Um, and then it's quarterbacks. You know, I think Matt Ryan got a big boost with Calvin Ridley because he's a good player. I think um, uh, Derek Carr got a boost. I mean, look at all the weapons they've given him. You know, Jordy Nelson, for what it's worth, you know, could still – you know, help him in in a in a decent enough manner, and and obviously Bryant, they they give him Ryan Switzer, they add uh, Marcel Aitman, you know, so they're putting weapons around Derek Carr with John Gruden, you know, that should help Derek Carr's fantasy value if you were concerned about him. Okay, Dave, how about you? So we have Juju, we have Matt Ryan, we have Derek Carr. How about you? Yeah, I have, I have Ryan and Carr on my list, but how about a running back, a a veteran running back whose value went up, Marlon Mack in Indianapolis. Oh yeah. <laughs> How about that? The, we're dying for the Colts to draft until, a running until back. Until they sign C.J. Anderson this week. Oh, yeah, right. So when they sign C.J. Anderson, or, or Carolina. Those are the two spots that make the most sense for him. And for I now, mean, Marlon Mack is, looks like the lead guy in Indy. I, honestly, if it's Marlon Mack or C.J. Anderson, this is a team that drafted the best offensive lineman. The Indianapolis Colts drafted the best off- offensive lineman in the draft. And then they drafted another guard, Braden Smith, in round mm-hmm. two. Yeah, and they, they have Andrew Luck coming back. We think this is a great spot. Oh man. Um. Okay. Let's say Marlon Mack is the starter. What round are you drafting him in? I'm taking him right behind Gurley first round. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not doing that. Uh, where do I have him ranked? I want to say round eight ish. Oh my god, round eight? That's I mean, way too Marlon late, Mack. isn't it? There's no way he gets to round eight if he's the starter for the. No, game. it's I've got him 80 something overall. So yeah, he'll be that? he'll be like around six pick, seven. I mean, he's not going to be alone. He's not going to be alone. But no, he's not going to be alone. But but he he should be the best of the guys that they have if that's the only guys that they have. And if they get C.J. Anderson, then that changes completely. I would almost love Anderson to be in that role. Why aren't we talking about a third round pick or a fourth round pick after say after say Alex Collins comes off the board? Why wouldn't we then start looking at? I think you can if you're in the Marlon Mack, you know, fan camp, bandwagon. You know, if you want to uh, expect him to be a dominant running back, then sure. Uh, he, he's he's got the same opportunity that a lot of these rookies have where he's going to get the chance to, you know, hopefully get, you know, in the 15 to 20 touch range. But I, I don't think that that's necessarily going to be the case. That's the biggest concern. So, okay. um, you know, if, if you're looking at it, I think, you know, some other veteran running backs that won, Kenyon Drake. You know, the Dolphins drafting Bellage where they did, I don't think that's necessarily an indictment on taking Drake off the field. The Panthers did nothing. So if you're a Christian McCaffrey fan, you got to love that. Mm-hmm. They're talking about Cameron Artis-Payne as the guy replacing Jonathan Stewart. <laughs> Hi, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> love you. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's a great great, uh, great scenario for him, too. And, and, and Alice Collins, you know, the guy you just mentioned. What did the Ravens do? Nothing. And nope. we know Kenneth Dixon can't stay healthy. You know, Javoris Allen's just a guy. So Alice Collins should be solidified as well. Okay, how about some veteran losers? Losers? What do you think? We already talked about Chris Carson on last week's show, the the addition of Rashad Penny, and I went back and thought about it some more, and I moved Penny up from my initial ranking. He's he's in a really good spot. I'm a believer in Sony Michelle, so I think Rex Burke had lost value. I think he can fall a little bit in drafts, another round, round and a half from where we were getting him before. And uh, I think the... Dynamic Atlanta combination of Mohamed Sanu and Austin Hooper. Hooper get a get a loss with Calvin Ridley coming to Atlanta. Jamie you still don't like Calvin Ridley in Atlanta. 
No, I mean I like him in Atlanta. I just don't like his fantasy value in Atlanta. I, I can't see him. You he's know, a bench receiver. Go, going in and and being even. I don't even know if he's one of the top five fantasy rookies. I mean he 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 should be, but I like Anthony Miller's situation better. I like Michael Gallup's situation better, and I love DJ Moore's situation better. He is easily the best rookie going into the draft, uh, going into fantasy drafts. Whether he performs at that level, I I don't know if that's going to be the case. But DJ Moore's situation by far is the best of any of these rookie wide receivers. But there is a top four. And I think that's it. So you can rank him any way you want. Christian Kirk them. is interesting, though. Kirk uh, is interesting, I, I, but I don't. I, I'm a little worried if, about him. If Josh in his first season, if Josh Rosen is the starter, and I think those two guys get on the same page early, then Christian Kirk could be could be good. I agree with you. There's there's uh there's some concerns because he's he's better suited as a slot guy, and Larry Fitzgerald, his best performances so far come out of the slot. But I think if you look at it, Ridley's in the top four, but for me, he's fourth. Jamie, any veteran losers for you? Um, I was a little disappointed the Bengals drafted a running back. I, I wanted to see them go with their just the, those those two guys, um, and you know, kind of supplement it in another way. So, Mark Walton, you know, could be somebody that that hurts them. What uh, if I told you that yeah. Walton was taken a year, a year early, and that he's really there to replace Geo next year? I mean, he could, you know, if they want to get out of Geo's contract. But uh, you know, I think Mark Walton's knee is fine. Um, you know, he's been. Ankle. I thought it was his knee. I thought it was his ankle. Yeah, uh, his, maybe right. he broke his ankle, I believe. Um, okay, so I, I know he's healthy. Knee um, and ankle are fine, everybody. Yes. Um. Yeah. So I, I was that. That was a little bit of a of a frustrating. I, I just want to say something about Mark Walton. So the Bengals took him in the fourth round. Oh, here we go. He's not Gio Bernard. He is not this pass catching running back. He might be a little short, but he plays big. Like he is a ball carrier. I don't. I don't buy Mark Walton. I don't see Mark Walton as the next Duke Johnson or the next pass-catching running back. That is not what he was at Miami, and that is not what I – I never thought about that until – I think people just saw his size and anticipated him being that. I, I didn't. See, I don't see that, Dave. Do you? I think he can be. I wouldn't put it past him. I think he could be more than that is what I'm saying. He I, could be, but you worry about his size and you worry about him holding up. You do and that's worry something about that I don't think the Bengals have to worry about right now. I, they must like his game, and they must have thought he was a good value when they took him. But before last year, he had 22, catch, 20, yeah, 22 catches in 2015, 27 catches in 2016. That's good. Seven catches in four games. It's all right. No, it's He's, good in he, college. I, I don't think I don't think Gio and Duke Johnson are the same guy either. But I, I think that he, he could be a more physical version of Gio where – if they wanted to put him into a passing role, could get two or three catches a game with the occasional five reception game. Mm-hmm. What do you think of him as a pass blocker? I have no idea. I mean, I can't. I can't. I have no idea. He's probably okay at that. He's a solid football player, but yeah, I mean, it's he's got obviously he's got a big roadblock named Joe Mixon ahead of him. Um, all right. Well, he was pretty good. He was pretty good in pass protection, and I wonder if that's part of the deal with Geo. Well, I hope they don't turn him That's into him a there. pass catcher, but, um, you know, look, there are a lot of really exciting running backs and, uh, are we, are we done with the veteran talk? Shall we move on? Get more into the draft? Yes. The rookies? Okay. So we'll talk about the veterans as we get through the rookies. Yeah. And, and here's, um, something to keep in mind. So, so we had four years ago, we had this great rookie draft class with Evans and Beckham and Watkins and all these great players. And since then, it's been not so great. The first round picks, 
wide receivers, first-round picks in the last three years, Amari Cooper is really the only one who did anything as a rookie. Uh, he was the number 22 wide receiver as a rookie. Since then, we've also had Kevin White, Devontae Parker, Brashad Perryman, Philip Dorsett, Nelson Aguilar, Will Fuller, Laquan Treadwell, Josh Doxson, Corey Coleman, Corey Davis, Mike Williams, and John Ross. So only one wet round one wide receiver over the last three years has had 635, more than 635 yards, uh, receiving as a rookie. But keep an eye on those round two and later receivers. They have been better than the round one guys. Uh, a few years ago, Stefan Diggs had a nice season. He was a number four wide receiver. Uh, Jameson Crowder had a solid season. But two years ago, Sterling Shepard was the number 37 wide receiver as a rookie. Michael Thomas was number nine. He was awesome. Malcolm Mitchell had a pretty strong finish to the year. And Tyreek Hill fell for character concerns. Number 23 wide receiver. Partially, uh, not partially, like, Big time because of his rushing uh, totals. 267 rushing yards, three touchdowns. But you had Sterling Shepard in round two. You had Michael Thomas in round two. You had Tyreek Hill in round five of the 2016 draft. 2017 draft, we had Juju Smith-Schuster in round two. You know, D.D. Westbrook didn't put up, put, uh, put up big numbers, but he was fantasy relevant late. And Cooper Cup. So you had two top 28 wide receivers in Juju Smith-Schuster and Cooper Cup. They were round two and round three picks. For whatever reason, maybe it's just landing spot. Uh, those those second round, third round picks, they've been better than the first round picks over the last two years for sure. You know what kind of stands out to me is that Thomas for sure, Smith-Schuster and Cup for sure, I think Sterling Shepard qualifies as well. These guys were good route runners with good hands. Well, that helps. <laughs> it's a, I mean, it's just it's kind right. of obvious if you're going to be a receiver in the NFL, you better be able to do those things excellently. Okay. So let's talk about then the top three rookies at each position and begin with quarterback. Dave, your top three rookie quarterbacks for 2018. Baker Mayfield is number one for me, and I will take Josh Rosen second and Sam Darnold third. The the excitement level to draft these guys in a seasonal league on a scale of one to ten, with one being totally not excited and ten being, oh my god, I gotta get him, is one. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I'm not drafting any of these guys. Not, not any of them. Not now. Yeah. Not till, not till, uh, not till Tyrod Taylor tears his ACL or Sam Bradford, you know, walks. Once those things happen, those guys get hurt, then of course things will change. Yeah. Right. The rookie quarterbacks aren't going to be as exciting as the wide receivers or the running backs. Jamie, your top three rookie quarterbacks, please. Uh, I like Allen first because I think he'll play the most. As a rookie, because I don't have a lot of faith in Stan Bradford staying healthy. You like Rosen. So, you like Rosen. What did I say, Alan? Yeah. I'm sorry. Josh Rosen first. Um, again, for Stan Bradford's lack of health. Uh, second would be Baker Mayfield, because I think he's got the most upside, and I do think that Cleveland at some point will turn to him. Um, hopefully Tyrod Taylor does not tear his ACL, but um, if if they need to make a replacement, Baker Mayfield hopefully will have a great uh, performance. And then three would be Josh Allen because I expect him to also play a lot because I don't think A.J. McCarron has a lot of uh, longstanding reason to be under center for the Bills. So it's based on playing time. Okay, so Dave goes Mayfield, Rosen, Darnold, and Jamie goes Rosen, Mayfield, Allen. And, of course, these are not going to be guys that we are drafting in redraft leagues for the most part. Running back, Jamie, who are your top three rookie running backs 2018? Um, Wayne Gallman. <laughs> nah. 
Uh, Saquon Barkley's one. That's easy. Uh, Darius Geis would be two, and Ronald Jones would be three. I, I think there's there's a good group of of guys here that have again it's opportunity. Um, you know, I, I don't think uh, Samaj P. Ryan, uh, Rob Kelly would probably be cut, and hopefully Chris Thompson's healthy. But I think you know what his role is. Uh, so Geis, I think, will get a lot a lot of work for the Redskins, and I think the same thing with Jones. Uh, but I think Royce Freeman's in a good spot. Uh, on Johnson's in a good spot. Rashad Penny's in a good spot. You know, all these guys have, uh, have a chance. I, I just wish the Georgia guys ended up in better situations where they could play a little bit more right away. Yeah. So you mentioned, uh, Ronald Jones with Tampa Bay and number two was Darius Bar- Geis with Geis Washington. Jones. Barkley, Barkley won, Geis with Washington, Jones, Tampa Bay. And you mentioned Royce Freeman. He got drafted by the Broncos in the third round. on Johnson got drafted in the second round by the Detroit Lions. I really want to talk about that situation actually quite a bit. But, Dave, give me your top three uh, rookie running backs for 2018. I've got Barkley one, Jones two, Geis three. And Jones and Geis are two spots apart in my running back rankings. Who's in between them? Beast mode. Uh, okay, that's it. All right, two that's spots. Two, that makes sense. Two spots apart. Okay, so give me a, give me a round for those guys. Uh, I'll take... I'm going to start looking their way in late round four. Okay. So, like, pick 45-ish or so. Yeah. Uh, So, tell me just why you guys would value, let's say, Ronald Jones and Darius Geis over Marlon Mack. Because I think that while all three of the running backs mentioned will share, I think uh, just the theory that I – not theory. That's not a good word. The expectation in Indianapolis is that Frank Reich is going to use all of his running backs every game. So I, I, I don't think, unless Marlon Mack just is a stud right out of the gate and really warrants 15 touches a game, I think we're going to see a lot of guys with 12, 10 to 12 touches per game with no clear goal line guy. Mack doesn't strike me as a goal line guy. Yeah, okay. A solid third between him, Jones, and guys. I really am interested in Detroit. There are two teams that appear to have tried very hard to remake their identities, and that would be the Giants and the Lions. And the Lions have put a lot into the offensive line the last two off-seasons and now the NFL draft. So they drafted Kerryon Johnson in the second round, as mentioned. They also drafted a center in round one, Frankie Ragnow out of Arkansas, and Tyrell Crosby in round five, who can play guard, and I mean, look, everybody thinks everyone's a steal, but people think Crosby was a steal, and he could, you know, play pretty early for them. They drafted a fullback in round seven. I know it's round seven, but that's when fullbacks go. Detroit was terrible in short yardage last year, so now they have LeGarrette Blunt. Uh, Taylor Decker, look, their offensive line was a disaster last year. Uh, I was reading the, the Detroit News. They had ten different starting combinations, and they allowed 47 sacks of Matthew Stafford. But when healthy... Should be a pretty darn good offensive line. So, first of all, do you agree with that with Detroit? And secondly, tell me about the Carrion Johnson, Legarrette Blunt timeshare. Well, I agree with you about the offensive line. It, it was supposed to be a strength for them last year, and you know, unfortunately, like you said, the injuries were a problem right out of the gate when Decker had the shoulder injury. So, um, Ragnow is going to uh, you know help the middle, the interior of that line, and. The, everything out of Detroit, you know, with Matt Patricia is they want to be more physical, more physical team, um, and, and be better running the ball. So you got LeGarrette Blunt at 32 on a one year deal. Um, 
you know, he, he had some good moments last year for Philadelphia early in the season before JJ got there. And then in the Super Bowl, he was their leading rusher. But how long will he be able to sustain, you know, taking away a good amount of, of touches? I think Amir Abdullah is a candidate to get cut. So I don't even know if he's a factor. So Kerryon Johnson, I think, is going to get a, a healthy amount of touches. Um, it's, it's similar to the Washington situation. You know, Theo Riddick will work on passing downs, but, uh, I don't know if that's enough of a factor to, uh, scare you away from Kerryon Johnson if you're a fan of his, because he, I, I think he led all running backs in yards after contact last year. He's certainly among the leaders. And so he's going to fit their physical nature. And I think he's got a, a great, great opportunity because it's not a very, uh, um, dominant group of running backs there in Detroit right now. I guess then it's easy to, Come up with a top three for you guys. You don't have the same order. Barkley, Jones, guys. Barkley, guys, Jones, whatever. Wh- who's number four? Who's the number four rookie running back for you guys? For me, it's Royce Freeman. Sony Michelle. All right. When do we get, when do we get to Johnson? Uh, I have Johnson after Penny. So I have Freeman, Penny, Johnson. I have Michelle, Penny, Freeman, Johnson. I'm not a fan. Not a fan? Not a fan. How come? Cause I, th- I think he's, I don't think, I think it's a great opportunity, but he had a ton of carries last year, 285 carries, averaged over 25 touches per game. He only had three carries of 30 plus yards. He's not, he's not a burner by any stretch of the imagination. He's also dealt with a ton of injuries over the course of his career. I'm, I, I also think that I'm not sure Amir Abdullah gets cut. Depends on his contract. I don't know what it is off the top of my head. But I would imagine that Detroit will use multiple running backs, just like New England, which is the Matt Patricia thing. And I think Carrion Johnson, I, I think if you reach a little too soon for him, he could, uh, he, he could disappoint you quite a bit. I don't think he gets to a thousand yards because I don't think he gets to 250 touches. I think he could wear down by then. And I think if LeGarrette Blunt stays healthy, he's probably the safer bet at the goal line at this point. I'm not sure. Uh, Abdullah's Abdul a free agent after this year. What's his What's his uh, salary at? Oh, he's still on his rookie deal. Yeah, so. that can't be that. He's bad. staying. He might, unless he sucks. If he really sucks, and well, well. <laughs> well I, I grant just, you that. I think it's a great. I think it's a great situation because they they clearly want to run the ball and they are, are so invested in the offensive line in Detroit. But looking at the running back class, you know, in its totality. With Freeman, with Geis, with Johnson, with Jones, with Nick Chubb going to Cleveland. That's an interesting one. We have to talk about that. With three first-round running backs. Maybe it's not as loaded up front, you know, as last year's because you had Fournette and you had McCaffrey as top ten picks. And you had Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon who fell to the second round, not because of football reasons. Kareem Hunt, too. Yeah, yeah I know. But Hunt, and, and Hunt Camara, you know, as much as we liked Hunt in his situation, he's not doing this if Spencer were healthy. And Kamara's not doing this if Adrian Peterson stays on the roster. Yeah, I'm just saying, now that you look at it, right, go back a year. Which running back class sets up for more immediate success in fantasy? Last year's or this year's? Last this, year's. This year's. Last year's. Hmm. There, there weren't as many guys walking into starting jobs last year as there are this year. There were, like, four running backs that finished as top 12 runners finished. last year. Yeah, finished. but what did we expect? Not finished. Going in though. I said, remember I kept saying, this is the year of the rookie running back last year. I was really pumped about all these running backs. You, th- you, you said, I believe your theory was, remember, cause we did, I did this in that one draft where if you take four or five of them, I yeah. think it was, uh-huh. that, that two will finish in, and I don't know which two you were, you were referring to. No, it didn't matter. It was. Uh, uh, no, but aside from the, the guys at the top. I think because there were four guys at the top. Net. You mentioned, you mentioned the four guys at the top. Yeah. In Fournette, McCaffrey, Mixon, and Cook. 
Those four were expected to be in great situations. Hunt was in a good situation. Nobody saw Kamara coming, unless yeah. you were just, you know, that big of a fan of his and thought that he's going to, you know, outperform a Hall of Famer and a guy I know, that was very I know good. people who drafted him thinking he was that guy, and then the season starts and he's not doing anything, and they cut him. <laughs> right. Yeah. So no one really right. saw it coming. So, but, you know, I, I think with this class, you have Detroit could be the starter. Seattle could be the starter. Uh, Denver. Tampa Bay could be the starter. Denver could be the starter. I think he could be Washington, the starter in New York too. Washington <laughs> could be the starter. Giants will be the starter. You know, so you have, you have a lot of guys. Um, and, and, and New England, you know, uh, Michelle could be the, the Deion Lewis replacement. So there, there are plenty of players here that walk into good situations. And I think if, again, if you're just looking at it, there were four guys last year. You want to say five if you thought Hunt was going to beat out Spencer Ware? Five guys that, that walked into good situations? This, there are seven. So it's a better situation for these guys than it was last year. Didn't we have a Washington situation last year, like with P. Ryan? He was kind of a, like a 10th round pick that I think we were sort of targeting. Sure. If you want, you want to throw him in that conversation, that's, that's fair. I yeah. mean, you know, it wasn't like Rob Kelly, you know, he finished the 2016 season strong. Um, but I, I, I don't know if people looked at Samaj P. Ryan and said he's, he's the, the guy there, but it's probably the same thing like Kansas City. You know, poor no, man it was speculative. It. Yeah, it was spe- like yeah. he will be the guy. Sure. I think the, the point for me is like, I think we're seeing a little bit of a running back renaissance in the uh, a revival in the NFL. And last year and this year are doing a lot, hopefully, hopefully this year, doing a lot to restock the position. Yeah, I mean, you want to take another team too last year. Uh, you know how I felt about Jamal Williams. So there's another, you know, team. Oh, Marlon Mack. Forgot about him. Of course we felt Marlon Mack was going to have a big uh, a bigger role. Yeah. And we guy, thought, and we thought we luck was going to play. One guy we swung and missed on, Joe Williams, 49ers. Yeah, yeah. We thought Andrew Luck was going to play. That would help mm. him. So, look, we're going to be wrong about some of these guys. I mean, that's that's kind of the, the story here. It's not all going to play out the way we think. But no, last year <laughs> last year was a great year for rookie running backs, and I think we could have another one. I'm, I'm excited. Let's talk about Cleveland drafting Nick Chubb in the second Ugh. round. What Ugh. the hell was that all about? Come on. I mean, it's talent. It's a talented player, you know. So they they uh, they have to cover themselves because Duke Johnson's probably gone after the season. But Carlos Hyde, I don't know what what his uh, cap hit will be if they cut him, but he's you know, they signed him to a three year deal. So it it just it feels like it's gonna you know Nick Chubb's gonna need the Camara situation where somebody gets hurt or somebody gets released or traded, and then he gets an opportunity. I just can't see him going in right now being. Fantasy relevant in 2018 to the level that he possibly could have if he ended up in a different spot. They uh, they can they can get out from Hyde's contract next year, but it'll cost him a couple million bucks to do it. It almost looks like it's a. It, it almost looks like if they really want to pinch pennies, they've got to keep him for 18 and 19. But if Chubb comes into camp and he plays and he looks good, I, I don't think that they'll hesitate to move high to a much smaller role and lean on Chubb. I just wouldn't expect that right now. And I also don't think Chubb can can come close to catching the ball on a regular basis. Certainly not to the level of Duke, but also I don't think he can do it to the level of Hyde. How are you drafting them or ranking them at this point, the three guys? Low. Very low. You don't want any of them right now? I mean, Duke is still, I think, relevant in PPR, but th- this this hurts all of them. It has to. Yeah. Yeah. So, would you take Carry on Johnson or Carlos Hyde? Johnson, easy. Hyde. Okay, Dave. Would you take Would you take Carlos Hyde, or I'll pick one you like better, um, Rashad Penny? I think 
I, I think it's going to end up being Penny. Okay, and that's I'm assuming an easy call for you, Jamie. Yeah, very. <laughs> right. All right. Well, okay. So you're more adamant about that. Any other running back? I mean, I think we should talk about the other Colts running back, Naeem Hines, out of NC State. Fourth yeah, round I think pick. it's I think it's the other one. Wilkins. Yep. Jordan Wilkins. Oh, in round five. He's a bigger yep. guy. Hines more of yep. a change of pace. Yep. Okay. Ito Smith for the Falcons. Not He's a good one for Dynasty. Dynasty, right. Because they might let go of Tevin Coleman and he can replace him. Ito, the judge. And now how are we pronouncing the Dolphins running back? Kalen Balage. Balage. Okay. Like the like Bellagio in Las Vegas. That's right. Yeah. You're gonna hope to hit the PPR jackpot with him. <laughs> but we already said good stuff for um for uh Kenyon Drake. And without getting too deep into like dynasty, are there any any late round sleepers that could you know, it happens all the time with running backs that could be uh relevant. Maybe not for a full season, but five games or so. Wilkins. Wilkins is definitely up there for me. Uh, if John Kelly can ever get away from Todd Gurley's shadow in LA, that would be great. Okay. That would be just fine. Alright, That's Trenton, really about it. Trenton Cannon, sixth round pick for the Jets. They have Crowell. I'm just naming people now. I think we can Walton. move on. Walton could be that guy. Let's talk about Twitter polls. Who are you drafting first? Half PPR. Nick Chubb for Cleveland. Ronald Jones for Tampa Bay. Carry on Johnson for Detroit or Royce Freeman for Denver. Chubb, Ronald Jones, Carry on Johnson or Royce Freeman. Who are you taking first, guys? Jones. Jones. And the people agree. 43%. Ronald Jones. Last one. Who are you drafting first? I don't know why I only put three options here. Sony Michelle, Rashad Penny, or Darius Geis? Geis. Geis. And the people agree. 41%. Who was second? Darius guys. Who was second? It was close. Rashad Penny, 31%. Sony Michelle, 28%. Yes. Any, any reaction? I mean, I agree with it. I, I just, I, I hate the landing spot for Sony Michelle. I think he's going to be good. I just don't think he's going to be great. I'll tell you what's I, great. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but I will tell you what's great. The draft app. I haven't talked much about the draft app on the Fantasy Football Today podcast. I have talked about it a lot on the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast. And right now we're focusing on different types of contests. On Fantasy Baseball Today, I am playing against our listeners every day and typically losing every day to our listeners. So I'm very generous. I'm donating money every day to our listeners. On the Fantasy Football Today podcast, we're going to try to do a draft uh, at the end of today's show. Best Ball Leagues. Guys, do you want to explain best ball leagues? They are becoming more popular, and they are extremely fun, and now you can do them on the draft app. But you guys play in best ball leagues, right? Sure. Uh, best ball leagues are where you draft a team, and you don't have to do anything else the rest of the way. Right. Your, your best players are from week to week are who you get your points for or from, and uh, you just you draft the guys that you think are going to have great seasons, and then you walk away for a few months. And then you come back at the end of the season, you say, okay, did I win? Pretty and the answer is no, you probably did not, because <laughs> only one in ten people win. But it's great. I mean, it's stress-free. It allows you to do a bunch of leagues and be invested in a lot of players. And now you can do it on the Draft app. So here's, the, here's what you're going to do. You're going to either go to Draft.com or you're going to download the Draft app. You search Draft in the App Store, download the app, and you can play for free with our promo code FFT. And you can play football, you can play baseball, hockey, basketball, whatever. There's so PGA, so much stuff on the Draft app. 
But, of course, we want you to play football and use the promo code FFT on your first deposit. You will get a real money game for free if you use the promo code FFT on your first deposit. So this is best ball that we're focusing on. But they have other types, obviously, like standard fantasy football. And you do snake drafts. It's really cool. We're going to try to do the best ball later today, though. No trades, no waiver wire. Set it and forget it and get points for your best player. Download that draft app right now. The premise of it is it's daily fantasy sports, but instead of salary caps, it's snake drafts. So it's basically the best part of fantasy football every single day. Uh, download the draft app. Go to draft.com. Promo code is FFT on your first deposit to get a real money game entry for free. Promo code's FFT. All right, back to the rookies. Your favorite wide receivers, your top three wide receivers this year, Dave Richard. Uh, I don't love any of them. I don't think any of them have a chance to get a thousand yards. I don't think any of them have a chance to get seven, eight touchdowns. And with that being said, I'm looking at guys that can stand the test of time on my bench and maybe be useful for a couple weeks during the season. Ridley is my one. DJ Moore is two. Michael Gallup three. And you only wanted the top three, right? You want to be ambitious? Go ahead. Give me a fourth. Anthony Miller's fourth. Who is three? Michael Gallup? Gallup is third. For the Cowboys. And Anthony Miller fourth for the Bears. So you go Calvin Ridley of the Falcons, who's not even in Jamie's top three. DJ Moore for the Panthers. Michael Gallup for the Cowboys, a third-round pick. And Anthony Miller of the Bears, a round-two pick. And, Jamie, your top four. Well, bonus. I said three, but now I need a bonus. Sure. Um, I love, love, love DJ Moore in his situation. So I, I think he's got the chance to be, I don't have it ranked this way, but he could be a top 24 receiver. I mean, if Devin Funches can get to that spot, I think you could see DJ Moore getting there if he takes on the 113, 115 targets that Funches got a year ago. Um, number two is, uh, toss up between Michael Gallup and Anthony Miller, uh, different format for each guy. I think Miller's better in PPR than he is in standard, but I think Michael Gallup's in a good spot. Just for soaking up targets. Uh, we know what that receiving core is. It's pretty bad in Dallas. Um, and then, uh, uh, you know, whichever one you want to take third and then Ridley's fourth. I, I, I love Calvin Ridley as a player. I just don't think he's going to have immediate success as a rookie. Uh, maybe a year from now he does, but, um, I just don't see it in his, uh, in his 2018 campaign. What's the buzz on these guys? Who's, uh, star potential or, you know, I mean, you know, Pete Prisco has been comparing Anthony Miller to Antonio Brown. You know, he he says he's not Antonio Brown, obviously, but he has that kind of, you know, measurables. And then Steve Smith <laughs> yeah. comes out and he says, this is the first guy that looks like me. For DJ so, Moore, right? Huh? For DJ Moore. For DJ Moore, yeah. Boy, does was, uh, Dallas have a lot to replace with Jason Witten and uh, Des Bryant gone. If you look at, like, the averages over the last two years, uh, what are they replacing? It's about 119 catches, 1,400 yards, and 11 touchdowns on 200 or so targets on average between Dez and Jason Witten over the last two years. A lot to replace. So Michael Gallup, their third-round pick, um, is uh, obviously very, very interesting. Would you like to know some things about Michael Gallup? I would love. I would love to hear this. He he's a great route runner. He's got good hands. His speed is above average. His size, he, he's one of those players like Dez who you watch him play and you think he's like 6'2", but he's not. So he's got that big body going for him. He's probably a better route runner than Dez, not a hothead like Dez. And another one of these receivers, I, I really, 
I feel a certain kind of way about all four of these guys where I think they could all end up in that 800 yard six touchdown finish. But he's in there and if you want to talk about opportunity, it's a great one in Dallas. So Jamie, I give you, I give you, you know, you mentioned Dallas, um, and they drafted a tight end in Dalton Schultz. Don't forget about Rico Gathers. He had a amazing preseason last year. And so if you're in your dynasty drafts and somebody didn't hold on to him, just keep that name on your, on your, uh, on the forefront of your mind, just in case, uh, as we see Jason Witt retires. Okay, Rico gathers. So Jamie's number one is DJ Moore. Dave's is Calvin Ridley. Give me a, an approximation when you might want to draft these guys. I'm taking Ridley in round nine or round ten, and it's with the intention of keeping him on my bench all year. Yeah, I'll take more round eight, round seven if uh, he has a good preseason. Okay, so Dave, we're thinking about a hundredth overall for Ridley, and Jamie more like. I don't know, 80th overall, something like that for, for DJ Moore. Sure. Jamie, your top three tight ends. Uh, I go back and forth between Gasecki and, and Aikens. Um, you know, I like the spots for both of them. So I'll say Aikens right now. Um, but, uh, I can see Gasecki being the best of the bunch and then Hayden Hurst being third. So Aikens went to Houston around three, Gasecki to the Dolphins in round two, Hayden Hurst to the Ravens in round one. Oh gosh, that was Goddard. Could that have been any worse going to the Eagles in round two? What a bummer. Not on the weeks that Zach Hurst gets hurt. I guess so. It's going to be pretty nice. Uh, Aikens, Gasecki, Hurst for Jamie. How about you, Dave? I've got Gasecki first, Hurst second, and Ian Thomas third. Ooh, Ian Thomas. Okay. Um, what do you like about Ian Thomas, Dave? I think he's more receiver than tight end. Big body. Yeah. I think this is a guy that Prisco really liked, right out of Indiana, going Loves to Carolina. Him. Yeah, Pete likes him more than than I think we do, and I, I think he can come down with three or four touchdowns this season. Yeah, I just hate the landing spot for him, especially that Greg Olson resigned. Right, they did resign Greg Olson, and we do have some news and notes to get to. What else would you like to say about the tight ends? Tell the people. I don't think there's a single one who can pull an Evan Ingram. But the one who's closest is Gasicki, and he might be the one that you draft very late. Yeah, we've sort of hoped for the Dolphins. You know, they brought in Julius Thomas, and we sort of hoped that Adam Gase would lean on his tight end as he had in previous spots, right, Jamie? Maybe this yeah, is the of course. Yeah, I, I remember uh, it, Julius Thomas told – who was the tight end there before them? Before him. Yeah, he said you're going to make you a star. Oh, oh sorry, who? He said Joe he, Rose. He's going to make you a star, right? Is that what he said? Yeah, but it was Jul- who was there before Julius Thomas? Oh, it was uh Jordan Cameron. He told Jordan Cameron, you're going to love playing this offense. And then Jordan Cameron got hurt. And then Julius Thomas replaced Jordan Cameron. And Julius Thomas got hurt and sucked. So hopefully it's not a uh curse of Adam Gase. The Ravens drafted two tight ends. They drafted Hurst in round one. They drafted Mark Andrews. So did the Dolphins and so did the Texans. What, round one and round three, that's kind of... Kind of a big investment. They're both pass catchers, right? Yep. Uh, Mark Andrews. So interesting stuff. And actually the team, this is a, getting away from tight ends. The team that had, to me, a very strange draft, or I don't know what the, just intriguing. The Denver Broncos. So Chubb in round one, everybody loved it. Cortland Sutton in round two, we haven't talked about him. Uh, Royce Freeman in round three, we have talked about him. They didn't really invest in offensive line until late, but taking a wide receiver round two, I mean, does this team, does this feel like a team that's going to look a lot different in a couple of years? Yeah, the writing's on the wall that they don't want to pay 
Emmanuel Sanders. There was some talk about them getting rid of him. Uh, they probably don't want to pay Demarius Thomas either. And so I was thinking about this during the draft. Where did John Elway's receivers come from? They were kind of also ran type of guys when he was in his heyday, you know, prior to the last Super Bowl. But, you know, Mark Jackson, you know, what I mean, the, the guys that were Rod you know, Smith. But that was the second time. I'm talking about the the, the oh, first, first time around, the, the early okay. part of his career. You know, so it wasn't like he had big name receivers. And so I, I just wonder, like, if that's something that's in the forefront of his mind. Um, but yeah, they they you know they tried this a, a few years ago with Cody Latimer in the second round and it failed. Yeah, they also took a wide receiver in the fourth round, Deshaun Hamilton out of Penn State. So two wide receivers in the first. They had a lot of picks, by the way, the Broncos. Yeah, um, the, the Sutton one annoyed me because I wanted to see him in a better spot for his fantasy value. Yeah, same. I would have liked to have seen the Broncos take a lineman. Do, do you feel like they need an offensive lineman? Probably. Wrong there. They could have used a guard. Yeah. And speaking of it's offensive, not, they line, probably were expecting Quentin Nelson, <laughs> you know, before Chubb was there. Right, right. Sure. that's a good point. <laughs> hey, their defense got better. Um, speaking of offensive line, so the the Colts obviously look like the biggest offensive line winners, drafting Quentin Nelson sixth overall, and then another guard in the second round, Braden Smith. Um, who else? Any other teams really jump out as upgrading their offensive line? I mean, the Patriots, obviously, they drafted a tackle and traded for a tackle. Yep, Giants. The Giants with Will Hernandez. Yeah, that was a nice pick by them. Dallas and Minnesota took a couple, took linemen in the second round. Cleveland and Chicago took centers yeah. in the second round. Uh, Cleveland, Austin Corbett will probably end up playing tackle. I don't think he'll be their center. Okay. And James Daniels can play guard or center. Makes the interior of that offensive line look really sharp again. Mike McGlinchey was the ninth overall pick to the 49ers. I had this thought. I want to know if you guys agree with it, with McGlinchey, because, you know, you want to say, oh, they took a tackle with the top ten pick. If he were great, wouldn't he have been a top five pick? Or am I being unfair? Because uh, like left tackle. Not in a year where there's so many quarterbacks. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I understand your point, though. You know, he's not uh, – he, he's not – he feels more like Eric Fisher, you know, like like somebody who should be good, but he's not. Oh God! I don't want. I don't want to, I hope, I don't want to put. Him I up, hope he's not Eric Flowers. But <laughs> right, because he the Flowers was a like the tenth pick, you know, but he wasn't the first tackle taken either. That's so I don't think anyway. So first tackle taken ninth overall was it ninth the Niners picked? I would love yes. to know. I would love yep. to know. Um, maybe it was for all I know it was recently last time a tackle was taken that late. I think I'm going to try to look that up while you guys talk. Uh, all right, any other draft thoughts for you guys, from you guys? Um, you don't have to have any. No. News and notes. Was, uh, bad for Corey Clement that Darren Sproles is back. Yes, Darren Sproles is back. And Julio Jones is apparently in a good spot with the Falcons. And the Cowboys acquired Tavon Austin for a six-round pick, and according to Ian Rappaport, could use Austin primarily as a running back. Not can. Will use yeah. uh, Austin primarily as a running back. Uh, you guys want to talk about the Sproles thing? I just think it's bad for Corey Clement. You know, he had the great Super Bowl performance catching the ball in the backfield, but you know what Sproles has been. I think it's bad for all the running backs in Philly. Yeah. There's a lot of cooks in that kitchen now. Well, just three. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's less than what they had last year. Did they get rid of Smallwood? Did they play Smallwood last year? No, but they are going to use him potentially. Yeah. He was inactive for eight games. Didn't play in the playoffs. So maybe they get rid of him. I don't know. I don't like there being three 
three uh, three cooks. In the I think it's actually not bad for Ajayi because he's the the thumper of the three. Jake is from a city in Western Michigan, Dave. Grand Rapids. And I think we've already answered his coverage, but he says, "Dear Taven, Sony, Mike, and Lamar." Uh, um, downloaded CBS HQ on my Xbox One and streamed it all weekend. Amazing coverage. You guys are outstanding and a lot better than other networks. Awesome. Thank yeah, you. Thank nice. You. And I actually was at Nando's birthday party over the weekend, and he introduced me to one of his friends. And his friend said, oh, I've been watching CBS Sports HQ. That bleep is bleeping amazing. They could have maybe said it without such language, but I get Sounds like my 13-year-old. <laughs> We're trying uh, to work on that. I'm not sure that we need to say anything more, but he's a Lions fan and wants to know what we think the Lions backfield will look like. Did we, did we say, did we talk about what Blunt's role might be versus Carryon Johnson's? He'll, I think he's the backup. He'll be the backup. He'll get seven, maybe carries a game. Not many, but they might trust him at the goal line first. You know, the whole veteran thing. Okay. Tom from the future home of the Jaguars. He's probably from London. Right? LOL? Yep. LOL. Okay. Dear Deontay, Anthony, Vladimir, and Jarrell. I think those are UFCs, UFC fighters, according to the Google. Okay. Uh, Keeper. It's a 14-team keeper league. He needs one. Standard scoring. Corey Davis. Josh Doxson. Marlon Mack. Aaron Jones or Patrick Mahomes? Corey Davis, Josh Doxson, Marlon Mack, Aaron Jones, Patrick Mahomes. I'll Mack s- now. I'll go Davis. Yeah, it could be Davis in a couple weeks, but Mack now. All right, Hammy from Atlanta. Hey, real quick, I'm a hardcore Bama fan and a Falcons fan. In honor of two birds from Bama, I'd just like to say roll Falcons. Come on, Azer, don't shake your head. Julio and Calvin are going to be <laughs> awesome. And Sanu, we're going to the Super Bowl. P.S., what are your favorite college teams? Dude, Hammy, you haven't, you don't know our favorite college teams? I talk about it all the time. Oh, I talk about Braxton Berrios going to New England. The most New England pick of all time. I, isn't it? It's unbelievable. We were talking about this. During the football season. So, if you recall, after the owners' meetings, which were in Orlando, there was a photo that circulated of Bill Belichick sitting in the Dolphins' facilities. He was the only head coach to attend Miami's, I believe, only head coach to attend Miami's Pro Day. And now you know why. He went to go find his Danny Amendola replacement. I mean, Braxton Berrios, you know, he looks like Wes Welker and and uh, Julian Edelman and and – Danny yep. Amendola, right? You get it. And people kept making the joke as he broke out last year. This guy's going to be on the Patriots, and then we were just cracking up. Of course, he ended up on the Patriots. But seriously, like the Patriots could make anybody like that good. Do we need to think about Amendola in in dynasty leagues? Amendola, I mean, uh, Barrios. In, oh, okay. You mean Amendola Jr. Amendola Jr. Yeah. I think, unfortunately, though, by the time he's relevant, by the time he's ready to be relevant, mm-hmm. Brady will be gone. Yeah, I know. Bummer. Uh, okay. The, the one thing, though, to keep an eye on, though, is if Edelman's knee is not right. Yeah. Berrios. He's also um, a kick return. Uh, on, on CBS Sports HQ, our, uh, Danny Cannell, former, uh, NFL and college quarterback, uh, said that Matt Ryan's already won the MVP with the addition of Ridley. Hand it to him now. I'm really excited to see this guy get in the open field. 
I, I totally get why you don't like the landing spot, but I, I think, who do you have ranked higher right now, Jamie? Sanu or Ridley? Ridley. Okay, okay. Yeah, Ridley's better than Sanu. Okay. I, 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 I don't want to make it sound like I don't like Ridley. I just, I, I just don't like the landing spot when you're comparing him to where DJ Moore ended up, where Michael Gallup ended up, and just situations for those guys. Yeah. Like, okay. had Ridley gone to the Carolina, I'd love it. That's, we did that mock with, uh, the seven of us doing it. That's where I put him. I would have loved it. I guess I'm just excited about the prospect of Ridley kind of being forgotten about in this loaded offense where they're focusing so much on Julio Jones and Ridley does like an underneath route, yep. catches the ball and takes off mm-hmm. 40 yards for a touchdown, you know? Yeah, I see that. And what I'm worried about with DJ Moore is that he'll draw attention. And there, I, I don't see a situation where Calvin Ridley's going to draw attention away unless Julio gets hurt. And he better not do that. Yeah, bite your tongue. Yeah. I, I'll, I think we're, we're inclined to always side with targets, right? Though, like we want targets. We do. And I'm we, sure we that's like Jamie's argument for more. Alright, here's an email from Dan. Hey, Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. What if I go, I'm gonna Google Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath and see what happens. Better come up. You'll, you'll probably get a, a Google website. What do you mean? Well, that's what happens when you Google something. Their website gives you the results of your search. <laughs> the first, the first result is Sketcherdoodle on Twitter. And it Which links, one? uh, the Goodfellas one. Nice. Oh, that is really funny. And that is a picture of Heath from what he was like. Like, it looks like he's 21 years old. Okay. Uh, keep two PPR and you can, they cannot be the same position. Keenan Allen, third round. Carson Wentz, 12th round. Mark Ingram, fifth round. Rex Burkhead, 15th. Keenan Allen in the third. Wentz in the 12th. Ingram in the fifth. Burkhead in the 15th. You can keep them for a maximum of three years and it's PPR. What was the round on Wentz one more time? Twelfth. Allen and Ingram. Yep. That's, that's easy for me. I just want to go back to, to Ridley for a second mm-hmm. because I'm just looking at it. So Matt Ryan's attempted basically the same amount of passes the last two years. 534 in his MVP season, 529 last year. Do we see that change in much? Probably not. No. He'll definitely be right around there. Say 550, right? You want to be optimistic. So five. This is your building, your case against Calvin Ridley? I'm I'm just looking at it. I mean, I want Calvin really to be good. I really do. I just I, you just want DJ Moore to be better. It could happen. <laughs> That's fine. Don't it, don't it, be it, don't it, it shy happen. away from I'll it. take it both. Happen. I'll but, take um, both. Julio Jones, 149 targets. The second most targeted guy was Muhammad Sue at 97. So let's just say that's Ridley. Okay. Right. 67 catches, 703 yards, five touchdowns. Does Ridley bet, do better than that? Yes. Then Muhammad Sanu. That's what Ridley. That's what Sanu had last year. Yeah. Dramatically? Hands down, better. Not dramatic. Uh, 100 yards and one touchdown, better. Say so it again. 806. Say, say the name. I really feel like that that's what the ceiling is for all these receivers. Yeah, I would take the over on DJ Moore. Man, I, I tell you what, looking at all the stats as I did the research for our, these rookie wide receivers and how they did, 600 yards seems to be a pretty realistic expectation. Or between five and 700 yards for, for so many wide receivers. I mean, Sterling Shepard was there. Tyler Boyd was there. Uh, Tyler Lockett was there. Stefan Diggs was at 720. He was a little bit better. Will Fuller was at 635. Uh, Devontae Parker was at 494. It's, it's pretty uncommon, I guess, for rookie wide receivers to have more than, let's say, 700 yards. Juju did it. Uh, Michael Thomas obviously did it in, in the last three years. Amari Cooper have did we, it. Have we, have we had a scenario though 
where there's been guys stepping in with the chance to be the number one guy? No, but actually, the the more I look at it, like Michael Thomas wasn't the number one guy. Juju Smith-Schuster wasn't the number one guy. I don't know what you consider Tyree Kill, and he was a different case because he had 267 rushing yards. Uh, Will Fuller, 635 yards, two touchdowns, wasn't the number one guy. Can we make the case that it's better not to be? I mean, then again, Amari Cooper was the number one guy. He had 72 catches, 1,070 yards, and six touchdowns. I'll tell you what. I think based on that, you can make the case for more Gallup and Anthony Miller, certainly more so than Ridley, to end the year as the number one guy for their respective Oh, so you're downgrading Allen Robinson. It could happen. That's all I'm saying. I'm not downgrading. Look. The, one of the hardest things I've had to do is control my excitement for Anthony Miller. And it's not because he went to the Bears. It's because I really liked him. Yeah. But Chicago added so many. It's not just Allen Robinson. Trey Burton isn't going to be sure. a forgotten guy. And Trey Cohen. So that's what's really tempering me on Miller. That's why he's fourth for me. And I really love him. But I just, I, I just feel like that all the other weapons in Chicago are good. But I wouldn't put it past Anthony Miller. 15 to 20% chance he ends the season as the number one receiver in Chicago. But I wouldn't even put a percentage that high on Ridley in Atlanta. Ridley's, I, I get where you're coming from with Ridley, Jamie. His ceiling is definitely capped. Can't go any higher than unless, 806. Unless Julio comes down from the 149 targets, which would be terrible. Ridley would have to just be unbelievable. Or for Matt that Ryan is the MVP and has, you know. Yeah. But even during Matt Ryan's MVP system. year, how many receivers had monster years? Let's see. Or monster numbers, I should say. It was all the same year. Well, Taylor Can't Gabriel have two had, years. Taylor Gabriel had right. Gabriel years. broke out. The running backs caught a ton of passes. So Julio Sanu, was awesome. Sanu was 81 targets, 59 catches, 653, and four. And Gabriel was a better third option, but it wasn't a lot of targets. It was only 49 targets. Right. He was just catching the deep ball, which I think Ridley will do a lot of on top of see, the I, other stuff. I could see Ridley being in this range, which is more targets, but, you know, more yards too. But 579 and six feels a little bit more realistic to me. Guys, all right, I think we're going to wrap up our, our conversation for today, and we're going to finish the show with a best ball draft. We're going to have Nick Costos on our show on Thursday, most likely. He hosted the draft show for us on CBS Sports HQ. He's a big college football guy, and we'll have plenty of insights. And, yeah, we'll have a great time. We'll, we'll do some emails. We'll do some voicemails at 954-689-3199. Right bye, now— bye. I'm yeah. sorry. By, by the way, if you want to go watch something that was cool, we had uh, Shaq Griffin on yes. our show with Pete Prisco yes. in Dallas because Pete was in Dallas with uh, Christopher Passo, our uh, NFL draft analyst, and uh, and both both Griffin brothers were were on the air with Pete. It was a really cool moment. That's awesome. All right, let me uh, let me beat you guys in a best ball contest right now. So remember to go on the draft app, download the draft app, or go to draft.com and use the promo code FFT. When you make your first deposit. All right, our draft is about to start. I have the first pick. Dave has the second pick. Jamie the third. Now, these are 18-man rosters. We are not going to do the entire thing. We are going to just do starting lineups, which is quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, and a tight end. And it is a snake draft. I have the first pick, and I What's will. Scoring? What's that? What's the scoring? Of course, it's obviously half PPR. It's the best okay. app. It's the best scoring. And four point per passing touchdown. Only minus one for an interception. I'm sure we're going to wait on quarterback. I'll take Todd Gurley, number one. What a shockeroo. I'll go Le'Veon, too. Right. I'll take Antonio Brown, three. And you have the fourth pick. I will also take DeAndre Hopkins, four. All right, so he's got Antonio Brown. And, oh, he goes, Jamie goes, receiver, receiver. How about that, Dave? You're on the clock. Yeah, those are really good picks. I, uh, I'll i take Zeke. Le'Veon and Zeke on the same fantasy team. 
Leon and Huda. Zeke. Who'd have thunk it? All right, so I better take a running back. Running out of time here. It's half PPR. I I'm gonna I'm gonna take Kareem Hunt, and with my third round pick, I'm gonna take Beckham. So I now have. I have now Kareem Hunt, Odell Beckham, and Todd Gurley. Dave, you have – go ahead. Okay, so we're, we're drafting just the starting lineup yeah. now. No bench players. You have Bell I would, and I would take a third running back here. No, you're not going to. So I can't do it. No. Julio. All right, Julio. Oh, don't be so upset. Get Julio Jones. Dang, I got Julio Jones. Back-to-back picks for Jamie with Brown and Hopkins so far. Okay, I will take uh, Melvin Gordon, and let's be fun and take Saquon Barkley. Ah, see, okay, there we go. We got a rookie drafted. Uh, Dave, back on the clock, sir. AJ Green, please. AJ Green. And then it's just up to me. Let's see, I gotta take a wide receiver and a quarterback. I will take Aaron Rodgers. And at wide receiver, I will take Michael Thomas. There will be no rookie wide receivers taken in our starting lineups. I am done. And I have, oh, I have a nice team. Gurley, Hunt, Rodgers, uh, Beckham, and Michael Thomas. Who's your tight end? Oh, I didn't take a tight end yet. That's right. We have to take a start. And it's my pick. I think I need a third receiver, too. Okay, go ahead. Yes. I'll take Gronk. Oh, crap. I forgot about tight end. Why did I take a quarterback? I forgot about tight end. All right, Dave takes Gronk. Nice work. I'm excited. Jamie, you are up with two picks. I'm going to take Keenan Allen to get my third wide receiver and then the second best tight end in Travis Kelsey. I can't believe I didn't take that tight end. All right, Dave, you're up. I'm glad you didn't. Uh, and you already took a quarterback, so uh, I can wait to take my quarterback, Devontae Adams. Okay. Has joined team. We're dominating Azer. I will finish oh. my, uh, my starters, which include, by the way, Todd Gurley and Kareem Hunt and Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to take, uh, Zach Ertz at tight end and I'm going to go ahead and gamble and go with T.Y. Hilton. I like it best ball. If I get Andrew Luck playing, I'm going to have, uh, one heck of a squad there. So T.Y. Hilton is my final pick and Dave and Jamie finish it off. I never thought Tom Brady would be my last pick in a fantasy draft, but here he is. Last pick. Tom, Tom Edward Brady. Brady MVP. Yeah. And Jamie, your quarterback. Uh, the one who led the NFL in passing touchdowns last year, which was Russell Wilson. Did he lead the NFL in passing touchdowns? He did, 34. What a weak year. All right, those are our starters. We're going to actually go ahead and continue this draft off the air, Do uh, finish up our best ball squads, and thank you all for listening. We'll be back on Thursday with more. See you later. Bye. It's all right. I've got Levy. It's all right. Not joy,